Hey guys, you're uh, listening to the Metal Heart Podcast today. Uh, I'm your host, Kadrian Uristagas. Uh, I have two guests with me, per usual. Uh, Jason Williams, say hi. Hi. And Max Rodriguez, say hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, this might be an explicit podcast, so if you're uncomfortable with that, uh, or if you're not about it, go ahead and shy away now. Completely understand, but uh, anyways, we're going to hop into it. We're going to start with, uh, today's topic is about uh, love, but we're going to start a little bit with compassion from her previous episode, just to keep get y'all caught up. Uh, Jason, you want to help me summarize compassion? Uh, I think we all came to a mutual agreement of the idea that it's the beneficiary of some, something. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're having compassion towards is benefiting. Mm-hmm. So compassion towards yourself... You do something that benefits yourself. You have compassion for others, it helps them. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's pretty broad, but honestly what it comes down to. Right. And at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is the proper or what you believe is the right thing. All right. So what would you say the difference between compassion and love is? Um, I passed this one to Max. <laughs> okay. So, you can have compassion and love for the same person, but you don't have to have both of them at the same time. So, you can love somebody, and they could be going through something, but you don't have to be compassionate if you don't, like, agree with what's happening. So, love is more of a feeling, of course. Compassion is more of, like, a feeling and an action. Okay. So, can can you come up with an example, really, or not Mm, at the moment? Not currently. But I know that I think that's my stance on it. Okay. Uh... Cage, you next, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the difference between love and compassion is kind of pretty much on point with you. I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Um, that you can definitely love someone, and um, is it like an overwhelming feeling for that person or thing? Um, but compassion is, like you said, it's definitely more of an action. Um, like, let's say, like, someone, uh, like, Jason, you did me wrong, you know, you you did something. I, I'm not going to probably have compassion towards you because you did, did me wrong, but I'm still going to love you for the person that you are. Okay, so I think I'm going to have a different idea from Daniel. I think uh, uh, compassion is going to be more centered in love. So, like, not necessarily, like uh, we established last time that there's, or maybe we talked about it last time, I don't remember. But uh, there's different levels of love yeah. to me. Or like my thought process. Like first you love the people that's closest to you. Then you love... Or first you should love yourself. Then the people closest to you. Then strangers and yada yada. And it gets farther and farther. So I think compassion is the action of love, I guess. I'd, I'd say because I don't really show much compassion towards people I'd hate. But at the same time, I think hate's a strong thing to have towards somebody. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you can be co- compassionate to someone you're indifferent to, but... You I, wouldn't love them. Yeah. So, I, I think the thing is, is compassion can be centered in love, or compassion could be alone. But I feel like love and compassion have to go hand in hand. If you love someone, like you said, you don't have to be compassionate in a, in a specific situation. Mm-hmm. But you're more likely to be compassionate in situations. Yeah. Like, uh, let's say you're with the spouse and they cheated on you. Um, you're go- 
either A, you're going to want to leave them and completely understandable because this person broke trust, everything, yada, yada. It, it makes sense. But when you truly love someone as well, they're, uh, on the other end of it, you're probably more likely to stick through. I'm, you, you can love someone and still leave them. I'm not trying to say and be like, oh, you have to forgive your spouse for cheating. Not necessarily. But um, this is like another way of going about it. Like you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to, but you're more likely than if you barely started dating someone and they cheated and you're like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> uh, there's no point in me continuing this, you know. So I think um, I think compassion can be without love. I guess. So that's kind of contradicting what I said earlier. I, okay, I changed my stance. <laughs> um, <laughs> compassion can be centered inside or outside of love. Uh, love necessarily doesn't have to play a factor with compassion, I believe. That's fair. I I would also agree to that. It's okay to change your mind. That's what the podcast is about as well, learning about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably like, this guy just went in a fucking circle for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, splitting our thought process, because this is completely unedited, you know, we're not, like, we're not, we don't have a script here when we talk about, well, whatever we talk about on the podcast, we're just going, excuse you. <laughs> I'm thirsty. <laughs> thirsty hoe. Uh, <laughs> By the way, why does it go, t- when I, it's water. I didn't do that. This is not the question at hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of questions. Uh, so then, I guess we go to the next question. Uh, when was the first time you loved someone <coughs> or something, Max? When was the first time I loved someone or something? Uh-huh. I believe that the first time I loved someone or something, other than, like, my parents and my family, was this dog that we had back when I was growing up as a kid. Her name was Weta. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was a, a little blonde, blonde chihuahua. And I loved that dog like like nothing else. Like, I, I would have her sleep with me every night as much as I could. I wanted to do everything with her. And, you know, when she got hurt, that, like, tore me apart as a kid. But obviously it wasn't fatal at the time, thank God. Um, I just couldn't imagine, like, a day without her as a kid. Yeah. Like, I really wanted her to go with us wherever we went. And that, to me, was, like, my first experience with, like, loving something. Especially something that, like, wasn't, like, immortal. Right. So, like, eventually feeling that loss, once we did lose her, Mm -hmm. was really hard. But, like, that proved to me how much I loved her. It was, like, how much it hurt when I lost her. So, like, that was one of my first experiences as a kid, like, loving something or someone. We've got another question for you, but I want to go go uh, towards Jason. When was the first time you loved someone or something? Uh, someone, I think everyone would say parents, like or uh, guardian or person that raised you, of course. Family. Um, but like that's kind of broad because you don't know. Like, oh, I had that do- thought this day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, as far as person, I honestly wouldn't know who come first outside of my parents like I, I had my cousin Scott and he was basically an older brother to me uh, basically trained me did everything I needed to do showed me how to work out uh, always took me out we'd hang out play games you know mm-hmm. uh, I think that was the closest I ever had to a brotherly figure so I'd probably say that's the first person I was like wow I love this person and what was the name again Scott Scott yeah, he's uh, he, he's still one of my closest cousins. He he cuts my hair, <laughs> <laughs> nice. but 
Um, outside of that, as far as thing, I wouldn't say a thing, but I think I realized I loved the feeling of being better at something. Yeah. Pretty soon. Like, uh, so when I was like in fifth grade, that's when I started training with Scott. Like, he did MMA, so I'd always fight with him. He'd whoop my ass. I'm just kidding. He went easy on me. <laughs> he wouldn't, like, just beat me. But um, he, he trained me. He showed me how to work out. We always did things. So then I started working out on my own after that. And by the time I hit, like, seventh grade, I was one of the strongest in class in football. By the time I hit eighth grade, or and then ninth grade year, I was supposed to join varsity. And then I decided to snap my leg in half. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I tore my ACL and PCL, I think. I don't know. That's been, like many years ago but um i think i liked that bit ability of saying like yeah i was better than everyone you know yeah i think that that was the first feeling i loved mm-hmm. if that's a weird thing to say yeah. like i this is going to sound very weird i guess but like i loved that feeling of dominance and mm-hmm. i think at that age um that's kind of why I had to have a spinal injury, because if I would have, like, kept that going, it would have went unchecked, I think. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, so, I guess that's one way love could have screwed me, but it it was accelerating past love, and I think it was more like a... Obsession? Obsession. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a... I, I constantly had to put myself above people. And that's back when I was extremely arrogant. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Really, really arrogant. I think the first time I loved someone or something was actually... Because, uh, you know, you'd have those, like, first partners, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, and, uh, you know, you think you love that person and whatnot, but uh, over time you, you decide, oh, no, that wasn't love. That was just infatuation, may- infatuation or un- unhealthy obsession or mm-hmm. whatever the case may have been. But I think the first time I truly uh, loved something was um, uh, Vader, my cat. Because uh, I, I got to take care of him as basically as soon as, like, he was able to be um, uh, adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, I even took care of him before he was supposed to be adopted. Because uh, I was um, just in high school. And um, so I would take care of the cats as soon as I got home. Uh, there was two cats I was taking care of at the time. Uh, Satine and Vader. And I grew in a really, really big attachment to vader uh and i think that's the uh, first time i love something or someone and i realized that uh and i'll get to the question i'm going to ask you in a second that's not on my question my list of questions um but i think i really loved vader because even though like this is the difference i think for between you and me when it comes to love is uh like i didn't have to do everything with vader mm-hmm. but i very much like enjoyed a, a lot of my time with Vader what it, whether it was just laying down and cuddling with him or if I was playing games and he was sitting on my lap mm-hmm. or playing around in the room while I was doing something else um uh you know it's just like I still loved him but I didn't have to spend every single second mm-hmm. of my time with him um so the question I wanted to ask you is do you think your love got stronger because once they your um puppy passed away did my love get stronger yeah i honestly do think so because like you know it's it's easy to love something when it's there yeah and honestly sometimes take it for granted exactly so 
when I no longer had that companion, like, it was, again, so hard for me, especially as a kid. Like, that was one of my first experiences with, like, a hard-hitting death. And I know it's, like, for some people, like, oh, it's a pet, get over it. But, like, for me, that was, like, that was one of my, like, best friends as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, unless you were a kid. I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, yeah, I I definitely believe my love grew stronger than it could have had it not, you know, had she not passed away. But, like, it definitely taught me a lot as a kid is to, like, not take my time and my, my love for granted. So, I definitely think it did grow stronger. I think for me, in this instance, when I had some friends pass away, I, there was a point in my time where, like, every year a friend was passing away. Mm-hmm. Whether it be by car, accident, or suicide, or whatever the case it may have been. Um, I think, like, I definitely realized, like, we shouldn't be taking the time that I have with friends or anything like that for granted because we don't know when they're going to pass away. So I think, like... Overall, my love for others grew stronger because I realized that, again, we don't have, like, we're not, you know, invincible on this earth. We're not, we're not immortal. So, like, whenever, like, someone passes away, like, it's a reminder of, like, hey, the people that are still with you, spend more time with them. It's been, because you don't know when they're not going to be here anymore. That reminds me of a quote from a show that I watched recently. And it was from this character who was, like, ill at the time. And she says that immortality is one of the great delusions of youth. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of the fact that uh, we'll always believe that, like, nothing bad's going to happen to anybody until it does. Yeah. Jason, what about you? Do you think you've gotten any, like, love's gotten stronger for you if, after someone or something's passed away? Uh, for something, for the thing or person that's passed away, um, honestly... I don't know if it's the fact that you realize it's finite, like she just said. Yeah. Since it's finite, you love it more. Because even with materials, which I'm not trying to compare people to materials, but like um, the reason materials are so valuable is because there's a limit to them. Mm -hmm. So it's limited resources. So like it makes you want to get more of it. Yeah. And realizing that it's not unlimited, I think that's like that person's life, that whatever it is that you have, it's not unlimited. Uh I think that in itself is just going to bring value to it. Yeah. Um, and as terrible as it sounds, I think we have to, con- not constantly, like daily, that sounds terrible, <laughs> but uh, every once in a while we have to suffer loss to remember to value. value. Yeah, to value everything we have. Like, uh, as y'all, I was talking to y'all earlier today, actually, well, yesterday, yeah, yeah today, um, like, I take for granted the people that do love me because I want people that don't love me to love me more. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I want compassion and love for other people. You want more of it. Yeah. And then I kind of have to sit down and look around and be like, oh, shit. I already have more than most people. Yeah. Like, a lot of people wish they had good friends. And yeah. I do. I So, you know, I, I think I have to sit down and... Realize, like, oh, yeah, these people treat me like shit. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the people that don't and remember that, you know what, that's how you treat people you love, you know? I, I think it's just, I think loss is a, as terrible as it sounds, um, loss is a great reminder of value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Absolutely. I, I think it does impact how you love and make it stronger, I guess, because it reminds you. Right. 
So let's hop to the next question then. Max, can you love anything not tangible? Absolutely. Like what? I think you can love a feeling or an idea. Like Jason said, he loved the feeling of dominance. That's not like a tangible thing. Yeah. But... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think you can love things that are intangible. Like, I, I love art styles, but those aren't, like, technically something you can hold. Yeah. Those aren't something that you can feel with your hands. I mean, you can feel the art with your hands, but the style itself isn't, like, something that you can hold. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely understand. And there's, like, plenty of other examples of, like, things that you can you can love, but, like, not be able to hold or interact with. I love uh, something that... Think, uh, just to give an example of something I love that's not tangible is, like, music. Like, I, you can't hold music, you know? Like, that's not something, like... But it's definitely something you can experience. And what I'm going to go further into is I think I love experiences. Mm-hmm. I love trying new things. Uh, I love doing things that I already love doing. Like, I love or hanging out with people. I just love experiences. I think, like... Although I do get a lot of good value from working, I don't love working. Right. I love being with the people I love, doing the things I love. Um, and most of the time it's just be, uh, the experiences I'm having while doing those things. So I think I would love down to the core just experiences overall, whether they be new or old. Gotcha. What about you, Jason? Um, honestly, same boat as you, man. The way I view money is I don't, like, uh, even if you have a lot of it, I think it's foolish to buy the newest car so people like you or, like, like girls find you more attractive because, oh, he got this, when instead you could go have a good time with friends and when you could invest it and get more money. Or I think uh, experience and time is probably the most essential things you could have. Yeah, which money does help out with that a lot, you know? Like, you can't go out to you know, a bar with friends if you don't have money to purchase drinks with, you know, or um, money to get gas in your car to get to that place in the first place, you know. Or money to get in. Or money to get in (laughs) if if it's a bar that has a cover charge, charge, you know, like. Yeah, I think overall, um, yeah, you can honestly love something that's not tangible. Like I said, I love that feeling of being better and it got... Dangerous. (laughs) Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask another question that's not on my list of questions. Can you love money? Uh, so Because of the things it can bring you. I say yes, but I don't personally do it myself. I think because, I mean, I say all the time, like, I want to get rich. I tell people that. Money is a, a, everything to me. Yeah. Um, I do every, a lot for money. Moral things. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I work all the time. I'm willing to do it, but I view money as a means that, to an end. Yeah. So I, it's not like, I, it's I, like if you didn't run out of money, your world wouldn't be crashing down. Yeah. If I, let's say hypothetically, I, I ran out of money as long as I was able to get the experiences that you were looking for with that. Yeah. I would be happy. Like if there was another way to do it, yeah. <laughs> um, but to travel the world, to do my future goals, it needs money. Yeah. But if someone was like, hey, instead of money, you could do this instead, I'd obviously do that. So it's just a means to an end to me personally. Yeah. So love is not a childhood puppy. Hell no. <laughs> I mean, money is not a childhood puppy. <laughs> what? <laughs> money is not a childhood puppy. That means that, like, you don't love it. Like oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I was, okay, I was like, 
I was I, I was so. not getting the reference either, to be honest. <laughs> like, Come on, guys, we just talked about this. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but nah, man. Um, t- technically, you can love money, yes, but I think it's wrong to. I think I do love money, but not in the sense like I've got to have it all. I love money for again for the experiences that it can bring me. Uh, like without money, I wouldn't have been able to purchase gaming consoles or time with friends, you know, going out or um, going to a concert, you know, like those things require money. And although like, I don't love money in the sense of, like I said, I, I've got to have it all and I, I just want to be unfathomably rich for no reason. I do want to have money and I do, I do love it in the sense of what it can bring me. I, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I really don't have a counter to it. <laughs> I don't have. Do you think you could love money? I absolutely think you can love money. Um, we see it all the time. There's people who love money, the excess that it comes with, like excessive cars, excessive houses, excessive boats, like things. People can love money to a dangerous degree. Yeah. Like to where like it makes them excessively greedy. Like I think there's a right amount of greed to have, but like when it gets to like the dangerous point, your love for money is probably destroyed you as a person so can i'm gonna add another question <laughs> i'm going completely off the list here because like rails. uh because fuck just the like fucking table. Fuck, the, <laughs> fuck the list of questions that i've got because uh, i'm coming up with better ones in my opinion uh can you love to a dangerous degree that it's self-destroying then uh, are you oh yeah, you're like, looking at me okay yeah. uh, this is um i think anything is there's such thing as too much of anything. Yeah. So too, like too much water, you can you can die from overhydration. Yeah. That uh, there's a specific name for that. I can't think of the name, but yeah, that's true. Hyperhydrosis. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I, I probably pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but um, but the thing is, is I think there's. How can I put this? I don't think it's necessarily love at that point, though. See, so earlier she was saying obsession. Um, Max was saying obsession. And I think the most important thing before you love anything else is you love yourself. Yeah. If you're not loving yourself, you're at danger of this. I'm putting in quotations. Loving someone else too much. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, y'all's relationship, right? Let's Mm -hmm. say Cajun doesn't love himself, but he's like, I love you, Max. Mm -hmm. And let's say Max, uh, you cheat on Cajun, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Cadrian is going to be more off the hinge about it mm-hmm. than if he loved himself first and said, you know what, Max, I don't like what you did. And at that point, you'll have a stable ground to be on like either A, I'm willing to work through this or B, I'm done with you. But when you don't love yourself and you put your value on someone else, I think that's dangerous, extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous, because if you do that. Uh, you run the risk of obsessing over them and not actually loving them. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think at the end of the day, to understand value, I think love and value honestly kind of go hand in hand. Like we've yeah. been kind of interchanging them. Yeah. And it does go hand in hand because love is a value. Yeah. I love this thing. That's putting value on it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't value yourself, you can't find value in other things. I personally believe. So then... Can you attach numerical value to love? Like, uh, like, I give Max about seven loves and you like eight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, what's it got? Um, 
not numerical, but I do think you could put it more on a scale. Yeah. Like, if, like, uh, more like a, the seven circles of hell thing, but mm-hmm. I guess I'd sit here and say the circles of love. Okay. So, like I said earlier, the most center would be yourself. I think it, loving yourself is the most important thing to do. Right. Um, in religion, the most important thing to do is love God <laughs> and then yourself. But I think everybody agrees loving yourself is very essential before you even move outward. Yeah. Because it, uh, I can't preach about love if I don't love myself. I can't sit here and say I love you when I don't even know what love is because I don't love myself. So you th- do you think then, again, going off the rails of the question a little bit, could you... Go- do you see other people then, uh, like, misaligning their circles of love and and saying that they love other people or um, maybe other things over the, themselves first? All the time, and I don't think they understand the concept of love when they do that. Um, the thing is, is I don't think you could actually sit here and look at someone and say, I don't love myself, but I love you. Yeah. Because um, you don't really know if you're using them as a crutch. Or whether you genuinely love them. Right. Because let's say I um, am in love with a girl named, uh, come up with a name, Brittany. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say I'm in love with this girl named Brittany. And I don't love myself. I don't really know if it's a crutch because I don't love myself. And it's like, oh, it's okay if I don't love myself. As long as I love her and she's doing good, I could do good. I think putting your value on someone else is a terrible thing to do. Now, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever been to that point where you love someone else or some something else over yourself? Mm. Were you ever there at that point in your life? So, this is a weird way to put it. Okay, so, like, my baby sisters, I love them more than anything in this world. Um, them... I love them, like, if there was a gun to my head and they were like, all right, choose them or yourself. Easily, I'd choose myself. But the reason I choose myself isn't necessarily because I love them. It's because I don't want to picture a life where I don't have them. Yeah. And I don't want to experience that pain. And it's very selfish in that regard because of the fact that I'm saying I'd rather them have that pain of losing me of because I think my baby sisters love me. Um, and I hope they're, yeah. they're little assholes though, honestly, but, uh, what to God, uh, but I'd rather them have that pain of losing their older brother than me live with the pain of losing them. Yeah. So I'm doing that because I love myself and I don't want to put myself through something. Yeah. So yes, I love them, but I think the only reason I love them is because I love myself first. Right. I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to me. Yeah. Um, the only reason I love anybody is because, in a way, it helps me. I love my friends because they give me something. Whether it's, like, I hang out with you, uh, you give me insights, you give me relaxation. Um, uh, side note, everybody, I, I work all the time, and, uh, like, a month ago, was it? Like, two months yeah. ago? We had, like, the best day, and I shit you not, what we did was nothing. And it was crazy. I've never... I haven't had that in so many damn years. Um, but... Like, even something that, to some people, that's mundane. Yeah. Like, that's uh, whatever. But to me, I needed that. Yeah. So, that's my take on that. Yeah. But the reason I love you so much is because you give me something I value heavily. Right. Uh, Max gives me insight on myself because there's not many people like Max out there, honestly. Um, my other friends, they all have something they give me that makes me love them more. Right. So, 
I don't think I put anybody above me, but I'd be more willing to sacrifice myself above other things. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thought process. I'd have to sit there and explain for a long time, but I don't want to take up all the time. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Could you put a numerical value on love? or And do you think people, like a, the question before um, or after, I guess, um, could you, like, love other things or other people than yourself? Like, do they have um, misaligned? Have I ever had that experience? Yeah, have you ever had that experience? Um, I don't think you can put a numerical value on love. I really don't. Like, in my mind, it'd be hard to do that. And if I've ever experienced loving someone more than myself, absolutely. Like, there's been a, a point in my life where there was this person that I was dating back when I was young and dumb that I thought that I was in love with, thankfully at the time. Or thankfully now, I don't think that was love. That was more of, like, infatuation. But I put that person's happiness and that person's well-being above my own. I, like, no matter what they did to me or, like, what they did to other people or with other people, it didn't matter as long as I loved them and that they, I thought they loved me. Like, everything was going to be okay. So I put myself through a lot of bullshit because of that. So do you think... Now looking back, like you were saying, you don't actually think you loved them. You think you used them as a crutch. I I think so. I I don't think I loved them at the time, but in in me in that moment, I thought I did. Right. Look like it was infatuation in, at the end of the day, but in that moment, like I I think I did use them as a crutch. I used them, you know, to make myself feel better about myself, even though they did the exact opposite a lot of the time. Right. But like, hey, I'm with somebody. That means they love me. That's kind of like the crutch that I, I use them for. Okay, so I just want to make because that's what I was thinking. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to say. You put in better words, I yeah. guess, from personal experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 was my point. I was yeah. <laughs> I think I've definitely. I don't think I can put a numerical value on love either. That was just the question. I thought you know maybe we could spark something on, but uh, um, I've definitely had an experience for most of my life. I actually did not love myself. Um, I and I really can't put a point in time where I started loving myself. Um, but I could tell you that it was more recent in these past couple years after high school is when I started loving myself. And I think for that, it came to, I think it was just like the overall, I think I can, exp- I, I know the experience of when I started to love myself is when I started losing people out of my life. Um, basically putting value and like, hey, those people are gone you know, I'm never going to see them again. I just have my memories of them. Like, and I was suicidal uh, during my, like, high school years and a little bit after my high school years. So, like, I definitely think that uh, once I experienced that loss, that I was like, you know what? People would miss me the way I miss the, my friends that are gone. If I was to be, to be gone from this world, you know, if I committed suicide... So, like, I, before I got to love anybody, anybody else at this point, I knew that I had to start loving myself. And I think that I can't put a point in time where that happened, but I can pinpoint the experience, like, the, my thought process and what was going on. So yeah. I think that was a point in my life. Because there, there was definitely points in my life where I loved other people more than myself. I loved Vader more than myself. I loved, um, you know, my ex uh, girlfriends at the time more than myself. I loved a lot of things 
my love for music was over more love than myself. Like I loved things and people more than I did myself. And I, that did bring a lot of negative light in my life. I, I could probably say that's probably the reason why I was depressed because I didn't love myself. And then once you start, I think, putting that effort into loving yourself a little bit more, I think you finally get to the point where you enjoy life a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go into this. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, it got silent because I was showing him a message. So he could. Uh, I didn't want to just throw it out there. Personally, um, I'm not trying to say this about women or men specifically. But coming from a man, do you think at that point, because you did have a lot of sex in the past, uh-huh. um, do you think that you put your value in sex? As in saying, like, I am valuable because people want to be with me? Or, do, do, like, what, what do you think? Do you think it was lust, or do you think it was a coping mechanism? I think it was definitely a coping mechanism. Uh, uh, definitely because, like, I thought the... Like, one of the few things I could bring to other people was, like, sex. Um, or, like, the experience I could give them uh, over myself, I guess, is an, a way to put it. So, I would definitely say yes to that. Uh, it was definitely, like, I didn't love myself. Now that I do, I, like, at, that kind of changed when I started dating uh, Megan. Do you remember her? Yeah. Um... I think, like, because sex was a definitely more important thing to have in, like, Christianity, like, it was more sacred, that when I started putting that into more thought, that I, that's when I, like, um, how do I put it? I guess stopped using it as a coping mechanism and definitely treated it as more of a love aspect of, like, I'm giving you a part of myself, like, please respect me in that aspect, I guess. So, in that response, do you enjoy sex more now? Even though, obviously, you're not having it with multiple people? I think I, ex- I, I, I love it the same way. Um, like, I experience it the same way. Like, I st- it's just, like, has a different meaning now. Like, I still enjoy it. But it's not something, like... Like, it's not something I'm, like, looking forward to, like, when I'm dating someone. Like, like it... You know, it's just not, like, a huge, huge, like, thing for me. Like, as much as it was in the past, at least. Like, it's definitely something I still want to experience. Um, obviously, with Max, like... <laughs> like, I'm not wanting to, like, explore that with other people. Uh, but I think, like, it, yeah. I don't know. It was definitely a coping mechanism in the past, for sure. Okay. And I was just curious, because... Um, I believe people use it as a coping mechanism often. Yeah. But, uh... uh, And I think that stems from not loving themselves. And that's what... At least it was for me. Yeah. From my experience. My thing is, is, once again, I'm not trying to sit here and sound like I'm a slut-shaming person. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of guys view women. Yeah. Like, they sleep around a lot because they have daddy issues. Like, that's literally a a joke. Like, that's the thing that was always said growing up. Um... Like, oh, you want to go daddy issues, yada, yada, you know. And that, that was obviously a wrong mindset to have. But um, I think people don't recognize that men do the same thing. Yeah. Some men do. That's what they put their value on is how much I could make someone feel good at this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Max? Have you ever had that kind of experience in your life? Um, definitely. 
uh, where I used it as like a coping mechanism as opposed to like an expression of love. Um, it was definitely more of like trying to run away from my problems and like finding value in someone valuing me that way. There's not a whole lot to say on it because it's like a, a really dark time and I really don't want to revisit that, but definitely have experienced that in the past. Yeah. What, Jason, you? I would say probably not just from knowing you, but I don't know you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, don't, says yes. I, I know you, but I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, back then you were kind of a dick to me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, he was a dick to me. Jason was not a good friend. <laughs> Uh, during our middle school years, he was <laughs> definitely an asshole. Uh, but we really, definitely have grown as people, and I think we re- when we reconnected, things like definitely exploded in our friendship. <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I was always arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, my family they didn't teach me to be arrogant, mm-hmm. but I took it as be arrogant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I put myself above everybody. If I wanted to sleep with somebody, if I ever slept with anybody, it was because I wanted something. It wasn't because I was, like, I enjoy making them feel good, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I enjoy that aspect, 100%. Who yeah. doesn't? But um, it was more because I want it. So mm-hmm. I'm a, I could get it if I want to. That was mm-hmm. my thought process. Gotcha. I don't. So it I, wasn't so much not loving yourself. It was more of, I want it, so I'm going to take it. Gotcha. No, no, that sounded very <laughs> That rapey. sounded terrible, that, 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 actually. That, that sounded terrible. I mean, like, like. If you she's willing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. If the other partner was obviously willing, you wouldn't, like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, uh, whenever I pursue a girl, it wasn't to fit, put needs for myself. Yeah. It wasn't to be like, oh, man, if this girl likes me, I'll like myself more. Yeah. It was like, oh, this girl's cute. I'm going to go try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd fail, and sometimes I'd do good. It didn't really... I'd never put my self-esteem on that. And that's why I asked, because... Yeah. It's genuinely completely different. For me, it was definitely self-esteem issues. Um, Like I said just before, like definitely a coping mechanism. Mm. So I'm going to hop into the next question then, back onto the list. Uh, We got very sidetracked. Do you think there is different types of love? I know we've kind of said infatuation a lot. What is the difference between those, I guess? Yeah, go for it. Okay. (laughs) Infatuation to me is like obsession. But it's short-lived, and it's not... Just grab it. (laughs) You're drinking a lot of water, which is really good for you. Yeah, he's trying to be healthy. (laughs) Sorry. No. Uh, Continue. Infatuation is more of like an obsession. It's short-lived, but it's very, very intense. Yeah. Love, though it can be intense, it's not usually like... It's something you work hard for. Yeah. I don't... I I feel like it's not as not as intense as uh, infatuation in this in the sense of like overwhelming feeling. Right. It doesn't have to be as intense as like infatuation, but like it's an intense feeling. It's still very intense. Yeah. So like I think that's the difference between the two, and you don't have to work for infatuation. You don't have to work for obsession, but you do have to work for the love that you have. Yeah, for other people and for yourself. And for yourself. So I think that's the main difference between the two. I. I personally get what you're saying, but mm. I kind of want you to elaborate on that if you don't mind. In what way? Because um, like an infatuation, you, I think you work harder. Really? Not to be infatuated, but you work harder for the other person. That's fair. Yeah, I can see where you, you would like get that. But I think that was my point, though, is that, like you don't have to work hard for the feeling itself, but you do work harder for like the other person. 
but the love is like again you don't have to work as hard for the feeling if that makes sense because that'll just come to you naturally as opposed to like infatuation I oh. think oh, this is pretty hard because I think in both instances, in love and infatuation, you can both work... Like, you can be naturally infatuated with someone, like, immediately. I guess so. Like, you can just see someone like, dang, that person's cute, I want to go talk to them. Like, mm-hmm. and it could be just, just from sight. Like, you don't even have to talk to that person. Well, with love, it's... You can still love someone as soon as you see them, but, like, you get to love them more as a person mm-hmm. when you talk to them, when you get to know them, and you get to know their flaws and everything mm-hmm. like that. That's when you, I think you truly love someone, mm-hmm. um, but you can feel basic types of love for people mm-hmm. before you get to know them. Gotcha. So I think you can work, you can be infatuated easily and not easily, as well as or work hard for infatuation, or not work for hard infa- for infatuation, as well as work hard for love and not work hard for love, if that makes sense. I guess it depends on the situation. It, it's very situational, I think, in my opinion. I think the best way, personally, I'd put it is love is healthy and... Infa- inf- yeah. Fa- what, how, infatuation? I infatuation. I was about to say infatuation. <laughs> <laughs> no, not infatuation. <laughs> um, infatuation. Um, very unhealthy. It's uh, unhealthy. It's yes. not... I think infatuation comes more from not loving yourself. Mm-hmm. I th- The way I'd put it is like... Uh, this is going to be so damn nerdy, but it's like stocks. Like, mm-hmm. um, love, you understand the value of a stock. You understand, okay, it's worth this much. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. I'll figure out from there. Mm-hmm. Infatuation, you just hear it's a good stock and you just put money into it and hope for the best. Oh, sorry. You, you put money into it and hope for the best. You just yeah. wing it. Yeah. Um, you don't understand the value. You just heard it was a good company from someone else, and boom! Oh, oh, maybe it'll do good. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You, it's more. It's more. Not focused, I guess. Yeah. Love is focused. It tells you, hey, uh, this is what you need to do. A B C D. Infatuation. It's more focused on. The giving value that... because you don't understand value. Yeah. That's my thought process. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could be infatuated with things then? Like, like... Objects? Objects. 100%. Uh, like money. Like mm-hmm. what yeah. you were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I think people put... Uh, some people put too much value on money com- and forget that, hey, you could use it. <laughs> you could... Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. You could die with a million dollars. It doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but I'd rather die and say, oh, hey, I got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G... Compared yeah. to, I did A, and I decided to start with the rest of my money. Like, what, yeah. what good does it do me at that point? Yeah. yeah. Don't get to relive those experiences when you finally die. Yeah. You'll just be like, wow, I have so many zeros in my bank account. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's it's pointless at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, my thing is, is, I think we have to focus more on, once again, value in ourselves. I think that's something I'm constantly going to drive home because I think people, I think people hear it online all the time. Like, yeah, but they don't really necessarily like get it to the point. Yeah. Because it's easy to say, Oh yeah, you just got to love yourself. That's super easy to say. It's like being like, Hey, stop being sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, stop being sad. So how would you say, like if you, if you could, how would you tell people to start loving themselves if they don't? 
right now. Um, so, uh, do you want to go first, Max, or me? Um, I can go first. Yes, ma'am. So your question is, how can we help people start loving themselves if they don't already? Right. That's a really tough question, honestly. Um, just because it was tough learning it on my own. Yeah. Well, I, what's a pointer then that you can give them, get to them to at least face the right path and then for them to start walking that path? What's the way that you can point them in that direction? Jesus. <laughs> if you can't do anything for yourself and you put value in doing things for other people, how can you expect to keep doing that if you can't put that value in yourself, I guess? Yeah. So, like, it's, it's all about seeing your value first. If what you're wanting to do is consistently find the value in other people. So, then... I guess, should, uh, how, do, how would they go about doing that? That's a very good question. Again, another tough one. Um, I guess, look at yourself through other people's eyes and see the value that they see, or at least try to, because like no one's going to be around you and no one's going to want to be around you if they don't find value in you. So what is it that these other people see in you and love about you that you don't see about yourself? And like look for that. Do some basically self meditating, some, like some soul searching, soul searching, and but definitely, like definitely look at yourself from an, at a, an objective point of view. Yeah, you, okay. Jason. All right, guys. So I I wrapped this up in my three month course. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, nine ninety nine ninety nine. Let's go. No, so personally, I what I did. Honestly, I think I could summarize it in three steps. What I did. The first thing I did is I realized I'm not better than anybody. Mm -hmm. um, like I said earlier, I used to be extremely arrogant. Cajun could vouch for that. Yep. <laughs> um, I used to think I was better than everybody. I could lift more. I was fast. I was easy to talk to. I had high grades. At high school, me thought he was the shit <laughs> until yeah. uh, the spinal injury was like, ha bitch. Uh, yeah. But, and even in high school, after that, it took me a while to get to this point, but I think the biggest part that made me start loving myself is realize that I'm equal to everybody. And since I'm equal to everybody and I don't view other people as worthless, I'm not worthless. Correct. So to me, I put it in a logical term of, well, if the X equals Y, X has a value, Y has a value, and it's the exact same. So that's why I try not to be as judgmental as I used to be. I used to be extremely judgmental as well because I was like, I'm better than you. Yeah. Uh, another thing is I, I felt I was a good Christian. I used to go do a lot of yeah. God's work, I guess. Yeah. And I sat here and was like, oh, I'm better than these sinners. As much as I hated people that did that, I was doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's a big phenomenon. People hate what they are about themselves, so they project it into other people. Yeah. So, like, I, I now to this day, I still don't like when people put other people down to make themselves feel better. But I notice it's because that's what I do whenever I am in a bad spot. Yeah. And, and it's something I work on. That's one of the first big things. So logically, I told myself, okay, if I if this person is worth something and they are equal to me, then I am worth something. So that in itself, I feel like, is very essential. And then the next thing Max says, uh, Max even said to herself, is she looks at herself through other people's lens. What I kind of, um, I used to talk to this girl named Allie, really cool girl, really sweet. Um, and she talked to her therapist. This is where I got this idea from. I've told you all this before, but I didn't tell you all this story, I think. Um, when me and her were talking, and I asked her, how did you start loving yourself? Because at the time, I was a Christian, and she was an atheist. 
And she talks to me and she said, her therapist asked her this question. So he said, let's say hypothetically you have a sister. Exact same as you. Exact same qualities, goes to the same school. The only difference is, is she moves to Dallas and you move to um, Houston. She goes, okay. And then he goes, would you want your sister to, be, to have love, to be happy? She goes, yes, of course, that's my sister. And he goes, then why shouldn't you? Mm. And that kind of sparked the idea of me looking at things and saying... I need to put myself in someone else's shoes. Uh, I used to sit here and think it was okay to be a martyr mm-hmm. until I realized that shit fucking sucks. <laughs> but, um, but like, I, if I'm iffy on a situation, I'll sit there and I'll say, if I had a son, would I want him to do this? Mm-hmm. And if I say yes to that scenario, I'll go do it. If I say no to that scenario, I'll try to find a better solution. Sometimes you can't use that. Sometimes you have to do what has to be done. Yeah. But in most situations, I believe, is you want to do what other people would do. I think the, the thing we have, which is good and bad, mm-hmm. is we think we're an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm worse than y'all sometimes. And then mm-hmm. y'all are bound to think you're worse than me sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think everybody has that innate, innate feeling like, oh, I could be more. I could do better. Mm-hmm. You can have a million dollars or do all this shit and still feel inadequate. So I think those are my, I had a third one, not going to lie, I completely forgot it. But I think <laughs> those first two are, are very essential. Very everybody is equal. And if you're in a t- tough spot and you don't know the answer, pretend you're someone else and see what you would tell them to do and follow that advice. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. That's fair. I think how I'd go about it is kind of like basically a mix of y'all's two. Definitely look at the, look at someone else's view of yourself. But I mean... You don't really know until I feel like you go and look at the, at a mirror mm-hmm. and really say, what's going on in life? What can I do to fix it? Mm-hmm. Whatever that situation is. Um, so, like, let's say the situation is you're not loving yourself. How can I fix that? And that's where you go down the logical path. Um, and then definitely going down, like what, like what you said, Jason, with the logical path. But um, I think... You definitely, like, you can always look, try to look through it through your, someone else's eyes, but you won't completely understand it until you see it through your own eyes, I think. Like, you definitely gotta, like, recite it to yourself, and you gotta grasp it yourself. Like, one thing uh, Megan did a lot, um, um, through, uh, through our relationship was that she would put post-it notes on the mirror. So whenever she woke up to brush her teeth, that was the first thing she did in the morning. And then she would look at the post-it notes of what, she's, uh, of what she wanted to be reminded of. Like, hey, love yourself, love others, love God. Um, and, you know, just a bunch of, like, positive things that she just wanted to, like, like basically, like, until you repeat it into yourself uh, and to where it's, like, internal monologue of something that you want, you're not really grasping it. You think it's, like, this some other ideal idea thing and that you you have to get in a certain point of view to look at but until you completely recite it to where it's your own point of view of yourself i think is when you finally start to grasp the idea of i can love myself i am worthy i am worthy of love and stuff like that i've got another one what go for it it's a technique that i also use and it's called faking it until you make it <laughs> for real i'm serious <laughs> 
legit. Like, that's how I got more confident, which you might not be able to tell. I used to not be very confident at all. But walking around like you are hot shit, but maybe not, like, arrogant, but, like, walking around like you have that that self-love and that self-confidence and pretending, eventually that shit does become real. Yeah, basically what Megan was doing, basically. Yeah, so, like, that's what it reminded me of. Uh So, like, yeah, just walking around and, like, saying these things to yourself or using post-it notes to remind yourself of these things really does work. And if you ha- if you feel like you're faking it, that's okay because it's not supposed to come like supernaturally because obviously you're not loving yourself in the moment. But it's a very good stepping stone to getting there. So, um, you said earlier, I-, I like those personally. You said earlier, like, I go down a logical path and like, like I said, I do. Um, I think another thing you'd need to do as well, not necessarily need to, but which is a, a good thing to do, mm. is have logic and emotion established. Yes. And that's what I was trying to, like, trying to, like, make Get that out. a make that a combination of do the emotional part, but do the logical part so you're, both sides of your brain gets it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because sometimes, logically, things don't pan out, but emotionally they do. And sometimes yeah. vice versa. And sometimes I, both. I got a question for both of y'all I'm curious about. Okay. Um, and partially because y'all two are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a interesting one to ask. Okay. How do you know when you love someone? Because here's my thing. Um, like, why do you love Max? Kadrian. I love her for all the things that she, she is. Her flaws and her perfections. Um, and then everything in between. Um, you know, I love the way that she does her hair sometimes. I love the way that she talks. I love her her comedy. I love the things she likes. Like, I love everything about her. So my question to you is, if I told you I found a girl with all the exact same traits as her, would you fall in love with that girl too? I mean, probably. Like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I mean, like, that's not like... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like... Like, it's going to be a different type of love because they are a different person. Like, I'm going to love them as a friend. Because, like, I'm in a relationship. I can't love them that way. But my question to you on that end, though, is... is Okay, the, the reason I'm asking this so I can elaborate on this... Because yeah. maybe I'm not asking it right, to be fair. Okay. Uh, at least y'all know this is unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's it called? Because um, my thing is, is I don't think love... Even though self-love, you could make a logical path... The reason I said the emotional part to it, uh-huh. I don't think it actually is inherently logical. Because, yeah. for example, I love my baby sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it because they're blood? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I also love my little brothers and sisters that are adopted. So mm-hmm. it's not blood. Yeah. It's not just blood. Yeah, um, okay. There's no... And I could find the qualities I saw like in Eli when he was a baby, like just to be established. Mm-hmm. I could find another baby with the exact same qualities he was. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't I, love them the same way. I wouldn't love them the same way. I'd love them because they're human. I think I'm but. I'm still gonna say the same answer. Like, I think what drove me to love Max is the experiences we have together. Like the first time we hung out, I loved this so much. I we were at a park. We were just hanging out, and I was like, uh, and the sprinklers turned on, and I was like, bet you won't run through them with me, and uh, and then we did. I and I I thought that experience was just. So, like, connecting, like, we were both willing to get, like, wet on a wet, on a kind of, like, 
warm-ish night. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, warm. It wasn't in the middle of uh, summer, but it wasn't necessarily cold. Like, you still would be a little cold because you got wet. But the, the way that she was willing to do that with me was, like, all right, like, that's pretty cool. Like, someone was willing to do that with me. Just, just a random, like, spout of, like, uh, what's the word for it? Impulsivity? Like, impulsivity. And she was willing to do it with me, I think, was really touching and what really hit home for me. But my next question on that end is, what if you had that same experience with someone else? I think, it, like, this is where, like, I, it's the combination of experiences that I've had with Max. Like, if we, if, like, let's say Max wasn't, uh, like, in my life, and someone did that with me, I probably still would love them. Like, um, but it was the combination of experiences, what we both liked, what we had different, and everything like that. It was just, like, and then the way everything, like, formed afterwards is what made me drove to love Max. Okay. I mean, that's completely fair. I, 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 I think that's a good answer, personally. Um, now that I threw you in the fryer, let's, uh, let's throw her into the oven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so, how do you know you love Cadrian when back then you felt you loved those other people? Well, I mean, it didn't love them at the same time. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, at that time, you felt... Oh, the difference felt... between the two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Do you want me to elaborate so, like, they understand what I'm saying? Yeah, go ahead and elaborate okay. a little bit. Um, at that time period, you said you felt you loved them, but looking back, you actually didn't. Mm -hmm. And now you say you love Cadrian. Mm -hmm. How do you know it's not going to be that same experience 10 years, 15 years, two weeks from now? Because I actually value myself. As compared to back then, I didn't. Good answer. Son of a bitch. That was a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's helped a lot with that. Not to, like, I wasn't right off the bat already good at that. But, like, knowing at the time that, though, honestly, at the time I was struggling with my self-value, too. But, like, he was one of the people that helped me realize the value of myself. He was already helping me in ways that other people didn't. Like reaffirm? Yeah, like reaffirming. Like, I was already learning, but he helped reaffirm those things. Whereas the people in the past did not give a shit. Or at least were so, like, self-involved and so self-obsessed that they just didn't care. So, like, that's how I know the difference between the two. Okay. Yeah. So, with those answers, mm -hmm. do y'all think... <laughs> I guess I'll be the one to ask the final question. Do y'all think the concept of love or love itself is real? Yes. I think we skipped questions. We're also running out of time. It's, it's okay. I'll make a part two. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, y'all know what's going to happen in part two now, I guess. Okay, so... Well, we can go ahead and just answer it now and answer the other ones later. That, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, good. that sounds good. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, I thought the same thing as Max. No, that's good. I, I already thought of the uh, the answer to the, the recording problem, so you're good. Yeah, oh. did you see me checking it? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I definitely do think love is real. Now, it might not be what people think it is or people, like, hope it is, but, like, love is love is definitely real. Yeah. I, same same answer. I think it's a delusion. I'm just kidding. I think <laughs> it's real. Uh, I, I think it's a real thing. I think it's one of those kind of phenomenons that are logical and illogical at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because logically speaking, you could have had those experiences, or you could have those exact same experiences two years from now with someone else. Yeah. And 
hypothetically be in love the same way. You know what I, I mean? I think for me, like, to elaborate on that is I will be a different person then. So, like, having those same experiences later down the line would be, I would experience them differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you be- change as a person. I change as the person, so I want to have different experiences. I'm not, not going so to want to So, they have, like, the same value. I don't know. I don't know the future. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know how that would change for me, you know, like, or anything like that. Not, I, I guess I can answer that two years from now. Uh, <laughs> two years from now? Two years from now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying as if, like, like, Our expiration date is two years, apparently. <laughs> All right. Hopefully I'm dead by then, I guess. Oh, you're about to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying, like, as if, like, like if our, I'm gonna be a different, uh, two different different person two years from now. I'm gonna be a different person from a month from now, and I'm still gonna love you. You know, mm-hmm. like at least I hope. Fucking quick save. <laughs> like I'm Sorry not gonna. For shrieking. <laughs> I'm not gonna like. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like. All right, two years from now. All right, uh, we gotta break up. I gotta find someone new. No, you know. Like, I gotta make sure this that's is love. That's the way you sounded. This is the sound. No, I'm, I'm saying like. You know, like, am I going to run through the sprinklers again when I'm, like, 30? Probably not, you know? like It'd be fun. It would be, I guess. I'd probably want to do, I'd want to do that with my little, like, if I had kids. Mm-hmm. I'd, want, I'd want to do that with kids. We'd be like, yo, I want to experience this again, but with a younger me. Yeah. You know, like, I think that'd be, a, like, definitely unique um, feeling, I guess. Yeah. And, like, I can't. Like, if I did have those same experiences with someone else, it wouldn't be the same because it's a unique feeling that I was getting in that point of time. Gotcha. And, yeah, like, you're changing as a person. And changing as a person, you know? Like, and I gotta love myself all the way through that as well as the people I'm experiencing it with. Gotcha. All right. Is it time for the next question? Yes. Wait, can we fit it in this one? Uh, Let's see if we can. Can you, uh, is love worth dying for? You asking me? Yes. Okay, I absolutely believe that love is worth dying for in certain situations. All the time? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) If I had, like, if I gunned my head and I had to die for Kadrian, love you to the ends of time. I do. But would I die for you? I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm really not. But, like, I think that's okay to say. He's like, it's a uh, one-year expiration now. Going <laughs> <laughs> down to one year. <laughs> but, like, say if it was my fucking kid. Gun to my head. There's an instinct, I would think, be like, yeah, I'd fucking die for my kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so I agree. It's a definitely a situational thing. You know what? Maybe I would die for you. I don't know. I think it's definitely situational. Like, uh, I think it's more instinct. Uh, for me um so like the the situation i was coming up with my head is we're in a really dangerous situation Mm -hmm. and a guy with a gun turns the corner and he's and we both have a chance to escape Mm -hmm. like we're down in like an alleyway in a grocery store right Mm -hmm. and we're right in the center Mm -hmm. i could either push you out of the way and save you Mm -hmm. to let get you to escape before he shoots Mm -hmm. or i could jump out of the way and hope that you can make it out Mm -hmm. And that you would also jump it out, jump it out of the way. Right, right. Knowing you, you I'm assuming be. you would be stunned. Yeah, no, My, I'd be uh, definitely in the fight or flight response. You would be stuck there. I'd be kind of stuck there before I tried. To There's actually and five so, responses. That's the math. Oh, anyway, oh, hell yeah. 
Um, so crazy. like, I think my instinct would to, to be immediately push you out of the way, like, and then try to save myself. Mm. Uh, I definitely still love myself, but like, that's instinct. That's gonna be an instinct mm-hmm. of where like, what do I do? Boom, mm-hmm. like. I need to push you out of the way. This reminded me of the walk we were taking the other day. Um, no, just yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's a common thing, at least growing up for me, that if you're walking with somebody, you put the female person on the inside. Of the sidewalk. Of the sidewalk. And the male person walks on the outside. Right. I don't know why that's a thing, but that was like... Misogyny. I'm just probably kidding. misogyny, if I'm being honest. But, like, growing up, that was, like, the rule. That's what you're supposed to do. So, but when I was walking with my brothers, if we were going anywhere, that's always automatically what he did. I think a lot of danger com- comes from the street. And I think if you want to protect someone you love, you put, you put them in the inside. Yeah. That's how but, I do my baby sisters and stuff. Yeah. But at some point, you did do that. And I was like, was this, like, did he think about it? Was that instinct for you? No, that was, that, that one I thought about. Mm. See, so, um, I kind of actually want to elaborate this. I guess we can elaborate on that on part two. Um, cause the only different type of love I think there is outside of the love I've been talking about, this love you can have without loving yourself. And I think that's the love for your own child. Mm. I think that's why some women will say like, oh, my child saved my life. Like they feel because they're putting their self into their child to an extent, which that mm-hmm. in itself isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think naturally we want to love our offspring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's let's say that for a part two. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, close this out. We'll be right back, y'all. All right. We're back with the the second part now. Uh, just recording issues. Garage Band doesn't let you record for that long, unfortunately. So now we're back. And this is part two. Jason, do you want to continue now? Oh, yeah. So, um, so I guess I'll start on that. I think innately we do want to see our offspring survive. And they, we want them to thrive. We want better for the next generation. I, I, I think that's something that's innate and mm-hmm. not necessarily you have to love yourself for. Yeah. That's the only real exception I could think of to the rule of you can't love others until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I think, because once again, you do need to understand value. But when it comes to your child, I think it differs because uh, that sounds like a cop-out, but biology, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, for example, when you don't care about your kid... And it's that uh, depression, uh, postpartum depression. Yeah. It's considered not necessarily a disorder, but a... uh, Medical, like... um, Like, not a disease. Mental Mental, condition. Yeah, mental condition. It's a mental condition because it's abnormal. Yeah. So normally, you want your offspring to do amazing. You want... Mm. (laughs) Were you just offering me some? Oh, I thought you would like that. Uh, (laughs) But you want to see them thrive. So I think that's different, you know? (laughs) I think that's the only different type of love that doesn't require you to love yourself Mm -hmm. however on the other end of that Mm -hmm. like our friend that does have a kid Mm -hmm. i remember asking her once what are you going to say to your kid when they say mom i don't love myself what do i do you need to find that answer for yourself so you can help your kid yeah um personally that's what i think yeah that's a pretty hard question like to ask a parent to ask a parent you know like uh, if I asked my parents, I'm sure now they could come up with the question, but if I was, like, you know, back in middle school, like, if I asked that question, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have an answer for me, you know, like... That's, that's something we can ask them. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's for the interviews, I guess, now. Um, but... Well, ask I, my mom. Not that, not that. Not that, don't not write that down. Someone... 
<laughs> but I think that's just like, I don't know, that's like really, that's really interesting, I guess, you know, like your point of view of like, or not, not point of view, but I guess the truth um, of like, you can love your kid and not love yourself. And I think, uh, and I think a lot of people do that for their pets mm-hmm. as well. Like you can love something that you're raising to, to be like, hopefully better than you or, or have a good life, you know? Personally, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I don't know. Obviously this is why we're talking about it, but I disagree in that instance mm-hmm. because there's no biological thing that tells us like, Hey, you need to make sure that dog does good instead of you. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's a question that I have for you. Um, why do you love your adopted brothers or, and sisters the same as your, they're not biological. Right. So uh, can, can you really say it's a biological thing then? I think the reason, well, first off, the reason I love them now is because I love myself. So it's already in the other category. But even back in the day when I didn't and I was arrogant and stuff, I think the reason I loved them was because I kind of understood what it was like to be loved by someone that wasn't related to me. Yeah. So I felt, even though I didn't, uh, like I said before, I heard just pass it forward. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, I already kind of had that thought in mind of, Someone loved me, this kid needs love too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know what it's like to have people who have no relation to me do so much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, strangers even. Like, dude, I broke a dude's ribs when I was trying to learn how to uh, bike. Uh, ride a bicycle? Fun mm. fact, can't ride a bicycle, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was trying, like, he just wanted to teach me. And he saw me falling and he got under me to make sure I didn't hit the ground. And I broke one of his ribs. And... He wasn't mad. He didn't. He didn't hate my mom. He just said, "Oh, it's okay." I was trying to teach him. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, first off, I felt fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I broke a guy's rib!" <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Um, broke or cracked. Either way, <laughs> he wasn't Either. happy. Yeah. Um, but like, I just thought that was a really beautiful thing, and I wanted to pass that on to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, my little brothers and sisters that are adopted, uh, they honestly are I I love them in the way I love myself but I also don't have a logic behind it outside of that like I said I think love is logical and illogical at the same time yeah um I love them because I do I like if you would have asked me like let's say I was in a relationship with uh this made up girl named Brittany um what's a god if you ask me, hey, why do you love Britney? Da 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 da. I think my answer compared to y'all's would have been, I I just do. I I I don't know why. Yeah. I just do. I don't think love is one hundred percent logical, and I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what makes love even more fun. You can't. Uh, there's not much fun after you understand math. Once you understand two plus two equals four, you want to learn multiplication, and then after you learn multiplication. You're dumb if you want to keep learning more. No, I'm just kidding. But. Uh, math is never fun. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, to me, <laughs> yeah. once I find the answer to something, that thing is no longer something I seek interest in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Like, I don't sit here thinking about how to add things. Like, oh, why does 2 plus 2 equal 4? Like, I really don't give a shit. I already know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, on the other thing at, end of things, love isn't like that. You can't sit there and find an answer for it, to me. Yeah. You can't find an answer why why you love Max. Personally, I, I once again, this is my personal opinion. I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, at the end of the day, you could pinpoint why you love Max. You could pinpoint attributes you love about Max 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think you'd be like, this is 100% why I'm in love with her specifically. Yeah. But I think you, like, you're at least on the, the closest to the right track. Yeah. You're, you're talking about experiences. You're talking about love. Or you're talking about uh, her personality. You're talking about her flaws. You talk about the fact that you, at this moment, is who you are. And you could always differ and change in the future. Yeah. And so you love her as of now because you are who you are now. Yeah. yeah. So that makes perfect sense to me. But at the same time... I still don't think that's 100% of the like, equation. Yeah. I don't know, though. But. Yeah, no, 100%. What about you, Max? What was the question? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think we got a little sidetracked, but I think it was like, could you love a, like... Can you love without loving yourself? Basically. If was you're raising something. If you're raising something. Oh, if you're something. raising something. Like yes. a pet or a child or... I mean, yeah, I absolutely do believe so. I mean, I've had pets in the past, and I love them wholeheartedly without loving myself. I, my thing is, is once again, I'm not trying to say, say, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I have no clue. Um, My thing is, is I feel like when people do that. Mm -hmm. It's not genuine? It's not necessarily genuine, but it's the fact of you're still giving something value. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, at least this dog is valuable. So Mm -hmm. if I take care of this dog... Mm -hmm. At least something needs me. At least someone needs me. Yeah. Uh, not someone. Something needs me. Yeah. So would you say then, like, you can... How do I put this? Do you believe then that, that everyone has love for themselves regardless? Um, like, like, in the sense of, like, like, saying that I didn't love myself back then. Are you saying that I, like, when I was in middle school and high school... Are you saying then I did have some sorts of love because I had a pet to take care of? Like, that something needed me? I think you had love, but you weren't necessarily giving love. One, I think. I, I'm not trying to say and tell you for a fact you did. Yeah. Um, I think you were given love, but you didn't necessarily understand how to give it. Yeah. Because okay. I, I believe, from knowing your parents, they loved you. They yeah. always loved you. Uh-huh. And um, so to you, you have had love. But because you didn't love yourself, you didn't understand or interpret it properly. Yeah. I, I believe. I yeah. don't know. But that's... I keep on saying that, and but and I'm I just think, trying to... And I think a lot of parents would agree with you. I think every single time I tell my parents, I lo- like, we had that I love you battle uh-huh. of, like, I love you, and, and they say, I love you too. And I'm like, but I love you most. They, they always say, no, you don't. <laughs> they, like, they're always telling me, like, no, you don't. Like, like that's just their um, automatic response. Is so? Do you think like you don't truly understand love until you have a kid? No, I think you don't truly understand love until you love yourself. That's what I think is the most important determination. Mm-hmm. So, you, so would you say then, just from knowing me, do I love myself completely? Then, I think you do because the thing is, is first off, you seek growth. When you love yourself, you don't want to stop. You want to keep sprouting. You want to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um. You don't put all your value onto Max. You don't sit here like... I mean, granted, Max doesn't do dumb shit. But, like, if she <laughs> did, I don't picture you losing your damn mind. Yeah. You'd be here... You'd be say, you know what? That, I don't like how you did that. 
Yeah. Uh, and you talk about it. Yeah. Whenever you don't love yourself, you're more likely to be like, oh, man, the thing I put value on just fucked up. Oh, man. Like, you yeah. struggle so internally with that. Yeah. Um, I think you genuinely show compassion for friends and you're looking out for them. I think the only way you could show the most in love and compassion is if you love yourself first. So I personally do think you love yourself. Uh, I think at the end of the day, do you have struggles? 100%. Um, do you sometimes feel less love for yourself? Yeah. But overall, I think you've grown to the point where you your love for yourself is genuine. And you want the best for yourself. Personally. What do you think of Max? Do you think just from knowing her that she loves herself? 100%. Um, I, I haven't said this on the podcast before, but like one of the reasons I love Max so much is is I think me and Max are two, uh, two peas in the same pod. Two but, sides of the same coin? Yeah, but completely different. <laughs> like different <I'm>, currency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, An example is, is politically, we are on exact opposite sides, like mm-hmm. on most... There's some we agree on, but yeah. like most things... We are on exact opposite sides, but we have the same thoughts just to come to different conclusions. Yeah. I think with the way I run things in my head, someone has to love their self to have these thoughts. Yeah. I, I know that sounds kind of arrogant, I guess. It, so- it sounds weird, I guess. Yeah. But like, uh, I, I see Max loving herself. She doesn't sit here and she doesn't depend on you for everything. Yeah. It's just... Oh, I love having Kadrian around. See, that's another thing is if you genuinely love yourself, it's, oh, I love having this person around. Not, I need mm. this person around. Yes, yes. I think that's, uh, she put too much pressure on you. Honestly, no offense, Kadrian. If she put too much pressure on you, I feel like you wouldn't want to be in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's same vice versa. If you put too much love or too much stress on anybody, they're not going to want to be there anymore. Um, you're, you can't put, yeah, you can't say, hey, I need you to take care of yourself and me. Mm-hmm. Unless you're their kid, then obviously, uh, it's <laughs> <different>. buckle up. <laughs> but, uh, but like another human being, Max is not in charge of Cajun. Cajun is not in charge of Max. Wh- whoever sits you here, whether it's God, nature, whatever, they gave you one task: survive. Mm-hmm. Not survive and help this person survive. Yeah. Um, Unless it's your kid. Yeah, uh, well, and that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I hope most of the time. Um, <laughs> let's God. So I think that does differ. I, I think y'all's relationship is proof that you love yourselves. Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Do you have any? I don't have any questions that came to mind. So I can pass on that. Jason, do you have any more? Um, I am curious on the thought of y'all's value. So for example, let's say you and Max get married, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to push it or anything but five years from now y'all get married have kids yada yada do you put the kid above yourselves or do you put each other first like what do y'all believe should be the proper process because i've heard you should put your spouse first but of course take care of your children first Mm -hmm. which i know that sounds contradictory yeah but it does make sense Mm -hmm. um explain uh, elaborate a little okay i was about to say i could elaborate if you want um so like uh, so an example is, is I heard a Christian man saying like, it's important to love your spouse more and take care of her just as much as, or more than the kids. And I was like, well, like I was confused too. I was like, what the hell do you mean? Like, no, you should take care of your kids above anything. And then he was like, well, 
Like, if the house is lit on fire or something, of course we're getting the kids out. And if we have to die in the process, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll make sure our kids make it out. And he's like, but you also have to make sure your wife or whoever you're with realizes um, their value, too. Like, when you're stuck in a relationship, not stuck, when you're put in a relationship like mm-hmm. that, uh, it's important to elaborate how important they are to themselves and not only to themselves, but to you. And not only to you, but to their children. Yeah. So he believes that you should put your spouse first and then your children will follow. Because here's the thing. Um, your children mimic what they see. Mm-hmm. So if you show, like, hey, I love my wife so much, your kid will grow up, boy or girl, and say, if it's a girl, and assuming they're straight, just to make things easy, mm-hmm. uh, I want my husband to treat me that way. My dad treats my mom very well. Mm-hmm. I want my husband to treat me that way. So mm-hmm. that will instill good things in your children. Mm-hmm. Um, the son will say, oh, dad treats mom very well, and mom takes care of dad very well, too. I want a woman like that when I get older. Um, so that's something that gets established. And they would also learn the lesson of the self-respect thing and the self-love of like, my dad is like this and he's like, because he's like this, he can love my mom very well. Yes. So he would learn not only self-love, but love for the the future partner. Yes. And that's the thing on on his argument. And once again, once you explain it, that makes sense. Yeah. However, on the other end of things, um... If you love your children more than you love your wife, you obviously are willing to do more for your children. You're willing to go to extreme lengths for your children. Um, you're willing to give up on date night to go make something happen for your kid. And yeah. it's possible you could ruin your relationship that way, 100%. But, okay, honestly, I, I don't know how to make it sound better. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's more. there are other merits to putting your children first. Yeah. Uh, like in, like instinctually, y'all both looked at me and you're like, what? This is an easy one, obviously, but the kids first. Like, y'all gave me that look. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's no. what y'all were going for. Mm-hmm. But, like, the look was like, what? But instinctually, you kind of tell yourself to put the kids first. Yeah. So, like, what do, what do y'all think on that mindset? For me, I wanted my first answer to be, like, balance. Like, you really have to balance out your priorities like that. But then that kind of leads into cutting other things out for other people. And I don't think that's fair. Uh, you know what I mean? Can you, you can elaborate? elaborate. Yeah. So, like, my love for my spouse or my love for my kids, if it had to be, like, quantified. Or if I had to, like, categorize that in a way that you're asking. Like, what comes first? I would want that to be, like, a balancing act. Like, I want to show as much love for my spouse as I do for my kids. Because to me, that's what's right. Now, does that mean I come last? I don't know. Because, like, you have to love yourself to be able to love your spouse and your kids. I think, of course. So, if I had to, like, categorize and quantify, I wouldn't know. Because, again, my first answer would be to try to balance that out and keep it, like, we're all on even ground. So, I wouldn't, I don't, personally, I don't think I'd be able to, like, say, hey, I'm going to definitely put my kids first. Because then, like, that puts my spouse in, like, second place. I don't think that's fair. Right. It makes sense. What about you, Cage? I think I would go the balance route because I don't want to put myself, my kids, or you first. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely would obviously do my best for time management to make everyone in the situation as happy and as loved as possible, including myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, 
I think later down, like if I had kids and I spent a lot of time doing the podcast and music, like let's say I get big in music mm-hmm. and I had to go travel, like that doesn't put my kids first. Right. But I mean, it does in the weird sense of like bills getting paid and whatnot and they have a roof over their heads. But like, like that's putting my ambition and my wants first. Mm-hmm. But I, I still love my kids. And when I'm back, I'm going to want to spend time with my kids and, and do all that stuff. Like I, but I'm still going to put my wants and your wants and their wants all in one category and put it like, all right, what is the best way to do everything that we want to do? Mm-hmm. And I would I would use my problem-solving skills to get everything as much as possible done. And what if all the wants conflict? Process of elimination. Process. Someone's, <laughs> <laughs> Someone's unhappy. You're voted off the island. <laughs> I would just like, like, hey, we can't, like, let's say, like, we all want different places to eat. Be like, all right. Well, the solution to that is, hey, one day we're gonna uh, this person picks, next day this person picks, or something like that. Just making it to where it's all fair and equal, and just doing like you know, like a uh, pick of the straw where there's four. Like let's say we have two kids. The lottery. <laughs> it's the just lot- like oh, no. the Not the, the lottery. One, <laughs> the one with the longest straw gets to pick today. Yeah. And then and then from there forward we go down the line of all right. The next day you get to pick this place to eat and all that stuff. Like I don't know. There's just like. I feel like you don't have to pit anyone first, in my opinion. I think you can definitely go down the line of thinking of it can be a balanced kind of life. But this does lead me to the question, and this is one of my favorite questions to ask people, is if dinner is made, who gets served first? Whoever wants to get up and ser- get themselves ser- yeah, served. Yeah, honestly, that's Well, like, <laughs> like, like if it's the kids, like, if they're not old enough to serve yeah, themselves. Yeah, feed them first. Yeah, yeah like, I'm going to serve them first, you yeah. know, and make sure they're fed because they, they need to grow. Like, I can, <laughs> like, as you get older, you eat less food. And so, like, obviously, you're going to give most of the kids, like, during growing up, like, my parents, like, always made sure that me and Austin would, uh, my brother, would get more helpings mm-hmm. than they would. And that's because they didn't need as much food. They would get full fast. And my mom even less so. So sometimes she wouldn't even finish her plate and dad would finish her plate. Mm -hmm. Or if dad was feeling full, then me and Austin would either half it or someone else would get the full plate. Mm -hmm. It's just like, so like when it comes to the kids, when they can't serve themselves, obviously serve them first, in my opinion. Um, But when they get older, like whoever can get to it first, whoever's, I think in this instance, though, I think... I would pick if whoever can get to it first, but the the person who or people who made the food should decide who gets the food first. That's fair. It just blows me away though that in some households, no matter like what age the kids are, the husband always gets fed first. I think the logic behind that is is well, in at least back in the day, mm-hmm. was he worked for it. Mm-hmm. So he worked hardest. He deserves the first portion. Mm-hmm. And if we and in a household that. If it's scarcity, mm-hmm. I think that's how it should be. Like the gatherer, whoever mm-hmm. it is, man, woman, mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. whoever's out going and getting the most, mm-hmm. they're going to need the most energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. feed them first. Yeah. But outside of that, um, I think like modern day where we're not struggling, at least here in America, mm-hmm. um, and you know, middle classes and all that stuff. I think it comes down to whoever gets their ass up first. <laughs> like, <laughs> Y'all better race to this yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. I like. I find myself when I'm cooking, just to like, it's instinct to make sure that other people get fed first. Just like, okay, I'm done cooking. Y'all can eat. Right. That's instinct for me personally. I think it's. I no. I can't get inside your mind. I don't know, but um, I think that's the concept of 
you cooked for them. Mm. So get your ass over here because I just did this for you. Yeah. So yeah. get your ass here now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compared to like, okay, I cooked for you, but I'm going to eat this shit first. So like... <laughs> I think it also matters what, like, the other person is doing. Like, if they're just sleeping, Mm -hmm. like, yes, wake them up if you can to get them to come eat. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, it's dinner time, you know, got to come on, get up from your nap, Mm -hmm. let's eat, enjoy, like, our meal together. Yeah. Um, But if the other person is, like, let's say me, like, if I'm streaming or something and you decide Mm -hmm. to make food, I'm just going to, like, when I'm done streaming, I'm just going to go get the food later and warm it up. Like... Unless I decide to stop streaming, you know, it, it matters yeah. to the person, like, what they're doing and what their goal is, and if it's a big enough goal to where they can off, like, put off eating mm. uh, f- for a later time. Word. So, like, Jason, if you're doing something important, like, like it's lunchtime or something, but you need to invest um, into a stock before everyone else does so you can get the most out of a stock... I don't know how stocks work. I'm, I'm describing it as the best to my knowledge. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now you're But, like, there's a certain, like, by 1 o'clock, like, this, if it if you don't get it in, like, your money in and uh, and all that stuff into the stock, and then it shoots up, like, it shoots uh, up in price, like, you're going to want to get to that stock before you eat. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You're trying to buy before the dip. Well, yeah. Like, during the dip. Yeah, buy um, during the dip. Let's cut. Uh, yeah, I think it comes down to, like, it, it, it does matter if someone's busy. Like, if I go up, let's say my wife cooked dinner and then I get home or whatever, and um, and I'm eating. Or if I'm about to go eat and I see she's, like, tired, I'm be like, hey, do you want me to serve you? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, not just being busy, but also the concept of being tired because you just got done of a hard day's work or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think both matter. Uh, the serving thing, overall, I think it just comes down to, A... Do, who, who needs it mm-hmm. the most? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's most important, so feed them mm-hmm. first. If it's a hunter-gatherer situation, give it to the person that needs the most energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a baby, give it to the... Like, feed the baby first, please. So the reason I ask this, though, is like, is that how you should prioritize your love? You know what I mean? Ooh. Okay. Um, personally, no, because no one needs your love more than... Anybody else. Okay. To an extent. Like, yeah. like your kids need your love. Please love your fucking kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, your wife but needs just mean. as much love. Yeah, but, like, that's what I mean. So, like, having to prioritize that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, in that case, yeah, I think you, you do have to prioritize love in some ways. Uh, like I said earlier, I prioritize my family over my, uh, Family and close friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I put that personally in the same circle. Yeah. And then I go out to people I barely know, mm-hmm. and then strangers. Well, you know, your friends are your family, so I see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is it hey. next question time? Jason, did you have another question? Uh, Can't think of any? I, I'm trying to think of how to word it. I, I, oh. I got a lot of questions on love. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're I, good. I, no, I, want to, I want to answer all of them. I love love. Um, <laughs> this is a big... taking a bathroom break. <laughs> all right. Let's take a bathroom break. We'll be back in just a second, guys. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. All right. We're back. So you got, uh, we're back now. Uh, Jason, you, you figured out how to word your question? I believe so. So we talk about love. Like we're, We've been talking about love for people. How about, is there ever a time where it's okay to love something more than loving people? Mm, not that I could recall, or like I could ever think of. I don't think it's ever okay to love something more than people. Um, 
I think if it's with good intentions, I think so. Um, like, I'm I, I love making music for people, and not just like not just for myself. Like, so I love doing this thing more because I'm doing it for other people. I guess is is that a way to word that? I guess maybe. I think at the end of the day, though, you're doing it because you love people. I do doing it because I do love people and I want to express myself for other people and help others. Um, What's not? Okay, so my question on that end is, okay, so the reason I, or can you elaborate on that real fast while you think? <laughs> I don't know how else I'd elaborate. Okay, give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> you ate that donut really fast, my man. <laughs> and, to, and to be, to be a, uh, um, <laughs> just I like, can't get over how fast it was a donut hole and not a whole donut donut <laughs> by the way so like it wasn't like a big bite but like he did just really quickly just <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't know why that's like my favorite thing to do is I make eye contact <laughs> like when I eat pizza I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay okay fuck? back to the question okay, at hand um, um, cause here's my thing is Okay, so we can't have an episode without me discussing anime. Um, one of the, I feel it. <laughs> one of the, my favorite shows, Garen Lagan, Um someone on there, he believes, like, he's doing the right thing because he want, he his ideas are to save as many as possible, but in contrast to that is you're sacrificing many. And then, like, the concept of the show is why sacrifice anyone we could fight and try our best. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that I found found interesting. So that kind of... I have weird thoughts, personally. I think people do fall in love with ideas too much. Mm-hmm. With the concept of thinking they're doing it for other people. But in reality, they are loving the idea more than loving the people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like... Uh, I'm not trying to get too political or anything, but uh, let's use communist regimes that have failed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are like, oh yeah, we're doing it for the people, and maybe some of them were sincere. Let's say, let's say hypothetically, I don't believe it's true, but let's say hypothetically, Stalin was sincere. He sincerely was doing it for uh, Russia, and he genuinely loved Russia. Does that override the right to do everything he did? Mm-mm. But on the other end, we don't know a reality where if he did, didn't do that, what if things were worse? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the way, okay. like for, like, a, well, we're already in that era. Let's use Hitler. Yeah. Uh, Hitler, the reason he even rose to power was because of all the hate and everything going on to Germany. Like yeah. everybody was just dogging on Germany and they were like, hey, they sent Germany into a depression. I mean, everybody else is getting into a depression too, but they really... They, they had the worst depression. Yeah, they got fucked really hard. Yeah. Um, so on that end of things is he took advantage of that situation. And like my thing is, is once again, I don't know. And I'm not trying to justify the Holocaust at all. Trust me. Yeah. But what if Hitler actually did love his country? Like, what if he genuinely did think, you know what, the only way I could save my people is if I fuck over other people? Yeah. So, I and then maybe somewhere in there he fell in love with the idea and the idea of him being a hero than him actually <coughs> loving his people. 
Yeah. Or maybe, he, like, I, I really don't know. Because I'm not trying to sit here, once again, I don't think what he did was good. I mm. never think that's good. But the reason he was even in that situation was because of how much hate was thrown onto Germany. Mm-hmm. And Germany just looked for someone. And in response, he said, you know what? I blame the Jews. I blame anybody that's not, you know, German. white, blonde, blue eyes, all that good shit. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, is I think the idea of saving a nation, in his, in that context at least, uh, he fell in love with that idea and didn't love people. So I think that's obviously a terrible thing to do. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm going in circles, but I'm trying to elaborate. Am, am I yeah. elaborating it well? Yeah, I think so. Like, basically what I'm getting at is, is I think people sit here and say, I'm doing it for people, but in reality, they do it for the idea. Mm. And is that ever okay? And is it okay to do things for an idea? My thought process, in that context, obviously no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think genocide is ever good. <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think there's some instances where it's okay to put your love for something else over other people. Like, um, uh, can you give any example? Yeah. Um, I'd ra- much rather love having a good time than giving my money to someone that I don't know. Mm, I, yes. I prefer going and, like, for example, uh, when we hang out tomorrow night, uh, I'm going to use some money. I'd much rather go use that money and enjoy time with y'all mm-hmm. than give it to someone that I have no clue who they are. Yeah. Now, is that wrong? Maybe. Is that good? Is that good? Bad? Personally, if you ask me, I don't think morality really comes into play. I think you just do what you want and uh, let things fall into play there. My thought process on that is I do think it's okay to put love for something, to put love for your wants over other people. But once again, there's a limit. Yeah. Like uh, if me giving $50 to a guy... And it literally saves his life, and I know for a fact it's going to, compared to hanging out with y'all, I'd be like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> I'll hang out with y'all another time. I'm going to give yeah. this guy that $50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I genuinely don't know, I'd much rather just hang out. I'd, I'd rather, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like definitely situational, you know? Yeah, so I do think there are situations where love for time, love for objects, experience. friends, experience... There's, there's, it's okay to put some, some things over uh, people in general. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would have the same answer, personally. What about you, Max? Mm. Do you stick with the one you said earlier, or? Well, the one that I said earlier was that I, I don't know. Oh, my bad. I thought you said, uh, uh, there's always better to put people first. My bad. Maybe I did. My memory's not that great. (laughs) (laughs) Um... When you put it like that, then yes, I, I do think like it would be okay. I just think it, it's definitely a situational thing. Right. Th- that's why I said, is it ever like so? Is it? Do you think it? Then is in ever? some some instances, yes. Okay. And once again, I think there is a limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, 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 genocide is obviously. Uh, that's a hard a little, limit for me. That's a little past the limit, if you ask me. Just, uh, you know. Next question. For me, I. I I think that's all mine for now. That's all mine. All right. So I'm going to kind of restate another question that I asked earlier. Um, Just to reiterate uh, for our viewers, how can you help someone start loving themselves? 
I feel oh, like we answered that one pretty well. Yeah, but just to just to reiterate, okay. like for our ending. So make it fast. I guess. Yeah, make it a quick summary. Uh, okay, I guess I'll do mine. The big ones. Uh, my big two would say: realize that you are not better than anybody, but you are not worse than anybody. My second is realizing um, that you are another person. You're special in your own right, but at the end of the day, you're still another person. Mm-hmm. So treat yourself as you're another person. Always remember you're valuable to some extent. Yeah. Um, if you don't understand rule two too much, go back to rule one and reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You? Um, definitely fake it till you make it. <laughs> and look at yourself from an objective point of view. And mine was just look at yourself in the mirror, understand that, again, do you have value to others, but you need to understand that, you know, you, you need to understand that point at home uh, before you can start really ap- uh, applying it towards other people. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning into this podcast. I know this one was quite a bit longer than our uh, other ones, but I hope you sincerely enjoyed this one. I love y'all. Uh, <laughs> I hope you all have a good day. Catch you later. See you on the flip side.